Man, God is good. Thank you. Welcome out to our our first men's meeting of the year, our next level men's meeting, and and a little bit of a transition and change of, of having it over here. Uh, I, I don't know. This year, I just wanted to feel a little more. Uh, that's everyone silence your cell phones. Um, sorry about that, guys. You know, and so just wanted to feel more just homely, home, not homely, homey. <laughs> make, make it feel a little, a little, little homey. You know, like. We're hanging with our homies, um, you know, so, so anyway, it's uh, just some, some things are, I'll share out of my heart uh, tonight and uh, where we're going this year, and so for, even for me, it's, you know, we'll definitely, you can turn me down a little bit, because, um, you know, just, you know, my, yeah, I always want to see things grow, um, always want to see things, you know, get bigger. Naturally, that's we, we we want that to happen, whether whether it's right, wrong, e- ego, pride, or whatever. Um, but for me, this year, as I'm just praying over you guys um, and the church, the men of the church, it was just big in my heart for for to speak into the lives of each one of us, not for maybe where we're at, but speak to you on the level of of, of where 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 we, we want to be. And so, really, just seeing every single one of us as, as not just not just men, or not just I'm a construction worker, or I'm this, I'm retired, or no, but you see yourself as a leader, and you see yourself as a minister, um, and and so those are the things, and I'll, I'll share some other things as we get into the word here in a little bit, um, but I'm going to open up in prayer, and then we'll have a time of worship. Father, we just thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this place. You said where two or three are gathered, there you are in the midst of us. Holy Spirit, you are the, the, the power that brings change. You are the power that, that gives wisdom. You're the, you're the one that shows us things to come. You're the one that equips us. Thank you, Father, that each one of us, Father, have, know we have a call upon our lives and and we know it's in that, it, it's, it's the calling is there, but we know it's the word, we know it's your grace, and we know it's the Holy Spirit that's going to cause us to fulfill that call, Lord. Have your way in our presence, in, in our midst today. Thank you, Father, that each one of us, we open our hearts. I thank you, Lord, that we have ears to hear, yes. we have eyes to see, and we have hearts to understand, because, yes. because Jesus said that when we had... When we, we were able to see, we were able to hear and understand that we would, be con, we would be able to turn and we would be converted and we would be healed. So, Father, I don't just look at that as just healing in the body, but, Father, that, that as, we, as we have ears to hear is going to cause us to, to receive the things that we need from you. And so have your way in our midst tonight. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's, let's stand to our feet. Just an attitude of just honor and respect. Dwayne, you can come over here. I don't bite, so, I mean, if anyone wants to sit closer. Uh... Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just with that phrase, here I am to worship. It's a word of surrender. Romans talks about presenting ourselves as living sacrifices. It's, it's an act of worship. Thank you, Father. 
Psalms 20, he talks about that he remembers all of our offerings. You know, we talk about referring to whether financial gifts, but it's it's your your life is an offering. Sometimes it can be easier. Sometimes in the natural, it, it may be easier to give up finances than it is to give up some other things in your life. <clears throat> when you say, here I am to worship, then giving is, and tithing is not an issue. If you say, here I am to worship, then, then bringing yourself under the word is not an issue. If you... Here I am to worship. Worship is a lifestyle. Yes, yes. Thank you, Father. Worship is not just seen in the lifting of the hands, but it's in the obedience of the heart. So, Father, we yield ourselves as men of God. Yes, Lord Jesus. We yield ourselves as yield ourselves as yours. Yes, yes, Lord. And I thank you that as we yield to that, I thank you through your word. You take ownership of us. So much so that in a in one sense you, you said that you that you write written our names on your your hands you've you've written our names in the book of life you you've taken ownership of us when we yes. yielded our lives to you 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 all of a sudden put our names in, in a in a place that said this is this is my family this is yes. they're my children thank you father thank you lord Here we are to worship. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just thank you for the strength that comes from being in this corporate setting. The strength that comes from being in your presence. Lord, you said iron sharpens iron, even the countenance of his friends. So even coming together and sitting around your word and in your presence, oh, we know we'll leave stronger. We know that we'll leave here with fresh deposits in our heart. We'll leave here maybe inspired, maybe convicted. But whatever whatever it is, it's to cause us to be, as Timothy says, fully equipped. Fully equipped for every good work. Fully equipped for every good work. That's, That's our heart, Lord. That we're fully equipped for every good work. So equip us tonight. And we thank you for it tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give him a shout of praise. You believe that? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God is good. Why don't you greet one another? And uh, if you haven't, uh, haven't met someone, introduce yourself to them.
you, Father. Now, I, 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 there's a couple other seats right here. You know, I mean, I don't don't be shy. Um, Emery, I, I, I want you right over here. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I love this guy, man. He is. Oh man, what a heart. Immores. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, correct me. I don't mind correction. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like you know the hooked on phonics. We say things. <laughs> Uh, what? What's that? <laughs> You're making con- <laughs> taking care of business. Oh, uh, we, we get we got some jackets in that front row there, but there's there's no there's no people there. So is that where is that where Jeremiah and Ryan was to sit? Okay. <laughs> I know. I tell you, some people's kids, you know. <laughs> Man, so, man, it's like, you know, I haven't, you know, I haven't been, as a men's meeting, you know, I, I was in Africa when you had the one in December, and Rick, you know, did that one, and he had an awesome time then, and, and so it's really been since that last weekend in, in October, um, since the retreat, that uh, I've had an opportunity to, 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 to be with you and, and as men, and so, so I'm excited uh, as we begin, um, you know, we're in February, this is our first one of the year, and looking forward to a great year. And we are in a new location. Um, and uh, if you, you came in late, you know, I, I, I kind of I said, I said, you know, we, we, we all can feel a little homely. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, that's, that's not it. Was, so we feel homey. That's not it's not homely. So so I know I know Mr. Foote, he was he was at the retreat. He was fairly new to the church. Um, you know, different ones are new. So if you haven't met uh, some of the guys that are here, make sure you introduce yourself to them. And, you know, we're you know, just, uh, I love, I love ministering to, to the men of the church. I, I, I love ministering to the men of the church because when I, when I look at you, I have a vision in my heart for you. I, I, I have a vision in my, my heart for you. I, there's things that I see in my heart for you. You know, I, I see, I see uh, the, each one of you stepping into greater things. You know, being in Africa and, and really after our retreat and just seeking the Lord about, okay, where, 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 what do you want to do, do with our men's group? And, and he said, I, I, want you to, I want you to take it to the lobby of the, the, um, the church and tell you can't fit any more men in there. He said, because I, I want them to heal, hear your heart as a leader. Because I, I don't want you continuing. I don't want, not, not, it's not that we never will or won't deal some, some, with some things. But I want you to speak to them, not on the level where they're at, but I want you to speak to them on the level where I want them to be and to see them come up to, to, to that level. And, and so the Lord gave me, gave me some, some instruction in that. And, and one of the things that was interesting when I got to the, the um, minister's conference this year, uh, Mr. Copeland, Brother Copeland, his assignment to, to the, the, the minister's conference this year was to speak on excellence in ministry. And that's a book he wrote years ago. And so when I was in Africa and, I, and the Lord's speaking all this to me, he goes, he, go, he goes, I want you to, I want you to talk to them about excellence in ministry. And I was like, Lord, what, but you know, you know, maybe they don't want, want maybe they don't, they're not, aspirations aren't to be in ministry. He goes, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I've called them to be ministers. <laughs> you, know, you know, one of the definitions for a minister is, is a servant. 
you know, a minister. You know, and he goes, well, I've called, I've called them to be leaders. You know, they're, well, whether they're not going to lead a business or lead a ministry, or they're going to lead their homes. They're going to lead people to Christ. They're going to lead. And so, and so he kept speaking to me about, about speaking into us as men. I say us, not, I'm, not, I'm speaking to us as men to, to tap into another level of ministry. And now, don't, don't, don't all of a sudden just saying, okay, well, this isn't for me because I'm not called to ministry. No, you are. You are. If you're a child of God, you're called to ministry. You know, if you're not called into a, five, into a five-fold ministry, but you're called to be part of a body, right? You're, 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 we're all called to be ministers of reconciliation, right? So, so you're, you're, we're all called to, to, to be, be servants in some, some capacity, right? So, so I'm speaking to each one of us, those that are here, those that are listening to this online, and those that, that, that will be joining us throughout the year. And so I'm excited about where we are, excited about where we're going. And so each month we're going to meet in here until we can't fit any more people in here, all right? And because I want just a, an intimate setting um, that doesn't feel like necessarily like a church service. I may stand, I may sit, I don't know. I may walk around, stand in the circle, I don't know. But I, I, I want to just really bring us up to another level in life. Now, as I begin, you know, I got a joke for you um, before, before we start. You know, um, there was a, you know, there was a, there was a man, there was a Mormon that was, um, was going around and ministering to, um, to some people and he, and they, uh, he, he got off his bike and he went into a coffee shop and, and so a guy, a guy said, said, do you, do you want the, he, guy said, the guy working there said, do you, do you want some coffee? He goes, no, I'm Mormon. I don't drink coffee. And, and, and he said, um, and he goes, well, you, you should understand there's a lot of benefits to drinking one cup of coffee every day. And he goes, why? What's that? He goes, you don't have to be Mormon. There was a couple that was about to get married, and, and, they, um, and they, on, their way, on their way to get married, they were, um, they were in a car accident, and, and they died, and, and they were at the pearly gates. And, and they were standing there, and here Peter's at the pearly gates, and he's wanting to process them into into heaven and so they but they asked a question and Peter and they asked Peter said we were on our way to get married we just want the opportunity to get married and and so all of a sudden he Peter says oh, well we've never had that question before I need to I, I need to go find out can people get married in heaven and so so anyway he they sit down and so they're sitting down and and one month goes by a second month goes by <laughs> a third month goes by and all of a sudden you know Peter shows back up and says says Yes, you, you can you can get married, but while they were gone, they were saying, "Well, what if we don't what, what if we don't get along? Can we get divorced in heaven?" And so so Peter gets back and says, "Yes, you can get married." And they say, "Well, well, what if we don't? It doesn't work out. Can we get divorced?" And he goes, "Oh no," he goes, "It he goes. It took me three months to find a priest. How am I going to find a lawyer?" <laughs> anyway, anyway, so. Anybody get a, uh, uh, a piece of paper here? I've got another one, but I'll hold that till next week. N- next month. Next month. So here, I always want to talk about the vision and what we're about. Um, and we're, we're in the process of changing uh, um, a lot of names, um, just to make things more um, congruent with the church. Um, just so we've had, we've had a lot of challenges with things like with girlfriends and they say, well, what's the difference between girlfriends outreach and then girlfriends and, and so forth. So 
so we're um, changing things to like heritage men, heritage women, and now the the vision is not going to change. We're going to you know heritage youth, you know, and, and different things just so so we can have one central logo for different things. And then but then what they're about isn't going to change. So that will have to do with their vision. So just things that are easier to communicate as it pertains to the website and, and so forth. And so we'll be heritage men, um, but it will still be about. It, but it was, the vision won't change. You know, it'll be going, it'll be going heritage men's heritage men will be about going to the next level. Um, so let's say our, our motto together says our purpose is to create opportunities for the men of heritage to come together, to connect, grow, get free and go to the next level in life. Our attitude is this. We refuse to go back, give up or plateau. We will rise and be the champions we were created to be. Next level, next level are statements of faith. Let's read these together. Step up. Be a man of action. Assume it is your job in your moment. Hate apathy. Reject passivity. Refuse to live as a spectator in life. Speak out. Silence in the midst of a sin is a sin. Be courageous. Fear God, not man. Speak the truth in love. Stand strong. Don't give in when you're challenged, attacked, or criticized. Above all, refuse to compromise. Stay humble. Be vigilant against pride. Get the log out of your eye. Don't think less of yourself. Think of yourself less. Serve the king. Seek first his kingdom, his glory, his righteousness. Hope in eternal and live for a greater reward. Amen. That's what we're about. If you don't have one of these or you don't, I want you to encourage you to, 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 to say that. Speak that over yourself. Look in the mirror and say, because this is, this is what I want us to be. Because these are, these are heritage men. This is what heritage of faith men are all about. And would it be better if I sit or better if I stand? Does it matter? Because I have some, you know, is it better if you, does it matter? Okay, I just, you know, um, you know, so, um, what's that? Okay, there, there you go. Hallelujah. You know, speaking of those, I got one more funny thing to tell you. Before. It just came to mind when I was reading that. <laughs> well, you know, um, we, we got the cards in for those, you know, watering your seed. You know, those came in, and so everyone will get those on Sunday. And, uh, and so it was kind of funny. And because it, it, you know, during the service, I was thinking, man, this takes a long time. It's, it's a lot of words. And I want to just make sure that, you know, my thing is, you know, Dr. Wells is our founding pastor. And my heart is I want to honor you know, what, what they, what, so I was, so I was like, you know, I want to just ask them, you know, can we, so I went to Rick and I said, just, you know, it's like, you know, but how about if we just do like half of them and then we, then we'll close out with the last one. And, and then next week we'll do the other half of the scriptures and close out. And, and so, and, and, and Rick said during, during the first service, Miss Carolyn had leaned over to Cassie and said, I sent Justin a text that said it's, it's kind of lengthy, so you can split it up, but I didn't see the text. <laughs> so, so, but the, the funny thing was, is every time we've done it, like this Sunday, I'm, I'm holding on to the pulpit while I'm reading it, and I, I've been doing, um, you know, a, a different eating lifestyle, and, and all of a sudden, I was getting lightheaded <laughs> because, because, because I was thinking, okay, maybe my sugar's dropping. My, my sugar's dropping because I'm not eating, having any sugar and, or any carbs, and I was like, maybe I'm just... And so I'm, like, I'm getting lightheaded, and, I'm, and so, so, so the announcement video comes on, and I have to run into the green room to get some juice because I feel like I'm going to pass out. And I'm going, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. You know, we, you know, and this is not the anointing right now, you know. And, 
And, and, and so, so when, last night I'm sitting there and I'm doing the same thing. And I'm like, Lord, why is this happening? He goes, you're not breathing. <laughs> so I'm reading the confessions and I get to like the fifth one and I'm like, <sighs> I'm not taking a breath. So <laughs> I'm not taking a breath. So, <laughs> so I was like, uh, so anyway, that's another, <laughs> the, the story, the insights into a pastor's world. So. <laughs> Hallelujah. So anyway, praise the Lord. So. So uh, this is, I'm not going to be necessarily teaching word for word out of this book. Um, we're going to be dealing with the main principles of the book, and this is Six Steps to Excellence in Ministry. And so I thought I'd, I was going to do the first chapel, ch- chapter of the chapel, um, first chapter today. And, and so as I, as I was praying over this, I was prepared to head that direction. As I got in praying over it, um, I didn't get beyond the first page. So, um, so, uh, so anyway, see, we won't, we won't deal in the first chapter. We're actually going to be dealing with the introduction and, <laughs> and so, and really not, not even much of that either. And so we'll get into more of it through the year. The Lord just said, you know, I want you to deal with the main principles in this book. And, um, and when we do that, Dr. Savell has some many books that are called, um, uh, they're books for ministers. And there's some things that he, that he deals with that are specifically for ministers that once we finish this, I'll go in and I want to start teaching some of those things because, because I want you to realize you are a minister. You are a minister. You are a minister. You are a leader. You're, you're called to, to ministry. Whether, whether anyone's told you that or not, you're called to ministry. Whether God's spoken to in your heart and, and you know that or you don't know that, uh, your pastor's telling you you're called, you're called, to, you're called to minister. Now, what, what, what level that's on, what that looks like, you know, you know I, I had the, 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 the <laughs> I guess, you know, my idea of ministry was pulpit. Yeah. That was my idea of ministry. And, and that totally had to shift in my thinking. And, and, and I mean, now, I mean, that's it's what I do. But, but the thing is, is that had to change in me before I ever could step into a pulpit ministry. Because if the end-all, be-all of successful ministry is standing behind something, then you're totally missing the mark of what ministry is about. Um, because, you know, you know, actually probably standing behind the pulpit is probably 10% of what I do as a pastor. So, and, and, and so if you're, you're the glamour of people hearing you speak or the glamour of, of all those things that people think ministry is, like I said, can be just glamour. It's not, it's not the root because people, I mean, we can spell ministry several ways. Ministry can be spelled W-O-R-K, um, but ministry could be spelled S-E-R-V-E. Ministry could be spelled P-E-O-P-L-E. You know, whatever we call it, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it, it's not spelled uh, P-O-L-P-I-T, pulpit. It's not spelled that. You know, it, it, it's just, that's, just, that's just a small facet so, so understand that as I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to, to the destiny that's on the inside of you. And if you have your Bibles, turn to, to um, I was going to say turn to Moses, uh, but um, maybe I need to take another breath. Um, <laughs> let's turn to Exodus.
Make sure I stay true to time here. Thank you, Father. In Exodus 4, and I'm just going to read, I'm going to pull out a couple things in two scriptures here and just going to unpack it for a moment. Now, all right, just for a scenario. Say you leave here tonight and you're driving home and you get to your front yard or out in front of your apartment, wherever you might live, and out in front of your apartment there's or house is a burning bush. It's not burning, but it's on fire. And you get closer to it and it speaks to you. What would you do? <laughs> Take another breath, right. Um, now, let me, with, with that in mind, verse 10 of Exodus 4 says, And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent. Now, this whole chapter is how God equips Moses for the assignment that he's been given, for the ministry he's been given. So, so here, you know, it's like what will... If that, that were you, standing in front of a place where you live at a burning bush speaking to you that you're going to go and set free over a million people, what will your I am not be? What will your I am not be? You know, Moses was I am not eloquent. You see that I am not is always going to speak against the ministry that God's called you to. Well, I know you're saying, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and a slow of tongue. I am not eloquent. Now let's look at the next verse. Let's look at the Lord's response. And the Lord said unto him, Who made... Man's mouth. Now, we know in Moses' situation, his, his I am not was, I am not eloquent. I, I cannot speak. What was God's response? Who has made man's mouth? Now, let's take, let's take eloquent out and let's take mouth out. I am not blank. And God's response was, who made man? You say, I am not. See, if Vic says, I am not qualified, God would say to Vic, who made you? Wow. Meaning, who are you to disqualify yes. my perfected creation? Wow. Who, who... Who made man? You see, you see, whatever you hear at that bush, whatever you hear in your heart, whatever prophecy that may come towards you, whatever you may be walking through in life or whatever you might be dealing with in life and, and that, that, that thing comes to you that says, even my phrase to you, you are called to ministry, but yet in the back of your mind, I am not maybe ready. I am not prepared. I'm not equipped. I'm not righteous. 
I'm not worthy. I don't have enough experience. So there's something that will, will come up. The enemy will try to paint some picture in your heart about what you aren't ready for. See, God, all God asked Moses to do was, was obey. God never asked him to be the one that had to do it. Never asked him. He said, just, just, just do it and, and I'll be there. Now, as men, we're made in his likeness. Psalms 139 says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. So who made man? Who made Philip? Who made Edward? Who made Dwayne? See, you see, you are gods. Make that, say that, say, say, I am gods. You know, I was just meditating on that the last couple of days, uh, mainly today. That phrase, this, I sat, was just sit, excuse me, sitting back in my chair just thinking about, I am gods. I am gods. I am gods. Who made man? Who made man? I am gods. I'm man. God made me. God made you. I am God's. And, and as I was thinking about this, that, the thought of it was just kind of overwhelming my heart. And Tommy, I am God's. I am God's. And, and these thoughts came up. I, as I was thinking, I am God's, I was like, man, that means I am significant. I, I wrote down, I, I am a leader. I am a minister. I am a world changer. I am made for impact. I'm designed for influence. Why? Because I'm God's. He's made me in his likeness and his image. You have leadership in you. You have leadership in you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You know, one thing about having a stepping into an excellence or ministry or going to another level in your life, you can't tolerate the unbelief that uh, the unbelief in yourself, the unbelief about yourself. You can't tolerate you. If you're going to go to another different level than where you are, you can't tolerate seeing yourself in a negative light. You can't accept seeing yourself in a negative light. You can't see yourself as less than, not qualified for. You can't, if you want to go higher, you have to, you have to settle it and don't let unbelief bring you back down to a different, different level. If you're going to go to another level, you need to think on a different level. That's why I'm speaking to you as ministers and leaders. I'm not, I'm not speaking to you as, as an addict, speaking to you as, as someone addicted to pornography, someone addicted to, to perversion that, that is insecure, speaking to you full of fear. No, I'm speaking to you as a minister. That we, you ha, we have to think on another level because when you think on a lev, another level, you'll start living on another level. There's so much potential in, in you and I. 
And so this year in Next Level Men is about growing as a leader, growing as a minister, and tapping into greater potential. Hallelujah. As I said, I have a vision on the inside of me for you. A church not just full of men, but a church full of men that are releasing their potential in the lives of their family and those around you. In your place in this church, in your place in this community, in your place where God's called you. I see, I see, I have a vision for you releasing the potential that's in you. <clears throat> so just as we did with Moses, I want to get another picture. <clears throat> you leave here tonight and you're driving home. And while you're driving home, there's a, there's a bright light. All of a sudden just shows up right in the middle of you driving home. And it's not headlights, but it's the glory of God showing up as you're going home. Doesn't knock you off your donkey, but it makes you pull on the side of the road. And God speaks to you. He speaks to you. And he tells you, I I want you to go to this certain place. I want you to rise and I want you to go to a city. And when you get to that city, it's going to be told told to you what, uh, what you need to do. So what is happening? That, that experience on that road, that experience with the presence of God, that encounter with the glory of God is directing Paul to, to not stay where he is, not remain in the position he is, not remain in darkness like he was, but says, I want you to go there because I have, there's something in you. you. You thought you were doing ministry, but there's something more in you. <clears throat> then we, if you look at Acts chapter 9, verse 11, God speaks to Ananias and says, Arise, go to a street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prays, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hands on him that he might receive his sight. And, answer, and Ananias said, <clears throat> Lord, I have heard by many this man how much evil he's done to the saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on your name. But the Lord said, go your way, for he is a chosen vessel. Now here, here so, so just think, say, say you're the Apostle Paul and you're leaving here tonight. You're driving home right in the middle of the, of, uh, of the road. There's this bright light that calls you to pull on the side of the road. God speaks to you. I want you to go to this place. And what this person is going to tell them. You're a chosen vessel. What will your I am not be? What will you say to disqualify yourself? Why, why would you disqualify? This is God speaking to you. You're God's. God is speaking through this prophet, through Ananias, into the life of Paul. The Holy Spirit is speaking through your pastor to you right now that says that you're a chosen vessel. Now, now I, 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 you're not the Apostle Paul, so I can't say over you what he said over him. You're, you're, you're not called to stand before Pharaoh and speak, so I can't say that you're going to go necessarily release, let go a million people. That's not your assignment. We all have different assignments, but it doesn't mean we don't have an assignment. You're, you're a chosen vessel. You are a chosen vessel. 
So he says, go your way for, go, go thy way for he is a chosen vessel unto me. You're a chosen vessel unto God for some purpose, for a reality. To bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he will suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way, entered into the house, and putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, has appeared unto thee in the way, as thou camest, has sent me, that thou mightest receive thy light and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes, as it were, scales, and he received, he received sight and arose and was baptized. And he would receive meat. He was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples, which were in Damascus, and straightway, and straightway, and right away, he preached Christ. Straight away. Now, there was a season where we know he went to Arabia. We know there was a season where all that happened, but, but immediately he preached the gospel. So and immediately when he received the fact that he was a chosen vessel, he left there with an understanding that I am God's. I'm a chosen vessel and I'm called to do something. If we had time, I'd take you to Acts chapter 26 of what God tells, what, what, what Paul tells Felix and says to Felix about what, what God had called him to do and called him to be, to show forth his name, to take people from darkness to light. But straight away, but straight away. Now, let's look, let's look at uh, Galatians 1. Galatians 1. Galatians 1. Say, I am God's. I am God's. Say, I am, I am called, called to be a minister. Be a minister. I'm a leader. Verse 15. So remember, Paul was chosen, was a chosen vessel. Verse 15 says, and the Amplified, it says, But when he who had chosen and set me apart, even before I was born, and had called me by his grace, that you, that, um, hallelujah, was born, called me by his grace, and saw fit and was pleased. To reveal his son in me that I might preach, that I might preach him among the heathen. Now, now I want you to see something. This He's a chosen vessel. When he who had chosen me, you're no less chosen. Now, now I'm not telling you what your, assi- your assignment is not Paul's assignment. Your assignment isn't Pastor Justin's assignment. I'm not here to tell you what your assignment is. Maybe, maybe through time together, relationship, praying, whatever, there might be some things that come by word of knowledge or word of wisdom that might reveal that to you. But more, more than anything, if a word of wisdom comes or word of knowledge comes about ministry in you or, or leadership in you, it's going to come more of a confirmation what God's already placed in your heart. But you're chosen. Just because, because, see, a lot of times you won't think you're chosen because, because you're like Moses, I am not, I am not, I am not, I'm not ready, I'm not qualified, I'm not prepared, I'm, you know, so whatever it is, you know, you, you, we, we don't receive the fact that we're chosen because, because we still have an I am not in the way. 
See, the very, the very thing is if he said you're chosen, the only thing that you need to focus on realizing is that he is I am. That he is I am. So he says, but when it pleased him who separated me from my, who chose me from my mother's womb, he called me by his grace. He called me by his grace. He didn't say, you know, he called me because I was eloquent of speech. He didn't say he called me because, you know what, I sat at the feet of Gamaliel. He didn't call me because, he called me because I was a Roman citizen. He said he called me by his grace. Meaning what, what, what called him had nothing to do with, with who he, what he was in the natural. But it called him by God's power, God's ability. God's blessing on his life. You know what? And that same blessing is on you. That same grace is on you. That same ability is on you. And it said, called me by his grace to reveal his son in me. See, that, that's always the first. I mean, this is a whole message in itself. This, this is one scripture. He calls you. Once he calls you by his grace, the, 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 what's going to release ministry out of you is, is, your, is when, you understand, when you understand who Christ is. Christ is in you. When you understand Christ is who Christ was for you and Christ is in you, then you can minister to, and release that into someone else's life. But my, my focus in this scripture is this next part. To reveal a son in me that I might preach. See, you're chosen by him. He placed his grace on you. Chose you by his grace that you might. That you might. See, I don't, I, I don't know what your might might be. Paul's was preach the gospel. Maybe yours is one-on-one evangelism. Maybe it's, maybe it's leading, leading a, a, um, a food ministry. Maybe it's, maybe it's a small group. Maybe it's starting a business. So whatever it is, I, I don't know. He was chosen. Grace was on him that he might preach. I don't know what your might might be. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 1. See, when he chose you, he placed his might on you. Just a couple more verses. A couple more verses. 1 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 11. It says, According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. Man. It was according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God. Meaning, the blessed God. I, I actually look this word, this phrase, blessed God, and it actually says, and I've never heard this preached, but it's actually considered one of the names of God. Blessed God. You know, and I'm not going to go into that right now. I just saw that, found that interesting. <laughs> According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. You know what? You've, <laughs> you've been chosen by a blessed God. And there's things that he's, com- he's, he's committed unto you. 
I don't know. Just like I don't know what Paul, what, what your, Paul's was to preach. Paul was to, 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 to minister the gospel in a certain way. He was, he was supposed to go to the heathen, the Jew, I mean, the, the, the Gentile nations. I don't know what you're called to do, but because you're chosen, you're all, something's also been committed into your trust. And as your pastor, and the journey we're on this year is, is, for, is for you to step into another level to fulfill what you've been entrusted with. Right now, maybe it's just, just your family. Maybe, maybe it's people in your workplace. Maybe it's just being obedient to what he tells you to do day to day. But you've been called by a blessed God. And there's something that's been committed into your trust. Verse 12, he says, I give thanks to him who has granted me strength. I'm going to read this in the King James. It says, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me. That word enabled means strengthen me. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath strengthened me, for that he counted me faithful. Hallelujah. He thought he could count on him. Can he count on you? Enable, strengthen him for that he counted me faithful. Thank you, Father. Faithful. He counted me faithful. Putting me. The word putting there means to, to appoint or position. So I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who enabled me, strengthened me, for that he counted me faithful by appointing me and positioning me into ministry. See, you've been called for something. Something's been committed into your trust. You know what? And he's going to strengthen you. He's going to help you fulfill it. I wrote the scripture out like this. Lord, who, the Lord who gave me strength because he thought he could count on me. And he appointed me and position me in a place of ministry. See, when you realize that you're God's, then realize that if you understand that you're called by him, you're chosen by him, then you realize, you know what? He's going to enable me. He's going to strengthen me. It's not, it's not about you being eloquent. It's not about you being qualified. Amen. Yes, yes, there's preparation time. Yes, there's things we do in the natural. Yes, you study to show yourself approved. But, but that's, not what, that's not what completes the job. What completes the job is His grace on your life, His anointing on your life. And all those other things, the equipping you do, the word you read, the prayer time you have, all those things do is to solidify and strengthen you so you can grow into a greater level. Hallelujah. Then, then I like this. Because Paul, thinking he's chosen, yet I believe, if you really look at it, he had questions as well. Because if you look at the next verse, in verse 13, he says, 
Though I formerly blasphemed and I persecuted and was shamefully and outrageously and aggressively insulting to him, nevertheless, even though I, I didn't deserve it, even though I didn't earn it, even though I wasn't worthy of it, nevertheless, I obtained mercy because I acted out of ignorance and unbelief. Verse 14 says, And the grace of our Lord actually flowed out super abundantly and beyond measure for me. Thank you, Father. He said, flowed out of me, super abundantly, flowed out of me in abundance and beyond measure for me, accompanied by faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. So how is he going to accomplish this? He says, it was this grace of our Lord that flowed out beyond measure for me. Accompanied by faith and love. Meaning it was going to be my faith in God. It was going to be this love. And it was going to be this grace that was going to cause me to fulfill this ministry that I was called to. God saw Moses as a world changer when Moses didn't see it. God saw Paul as a world changer when yet he opposed God. God sees you as a world changer. But it's time for us to excel. Excel. Excel in faith. Excel in our love walk. Excel in every area. This year it's in my heart that God is calling us to a life of excellence. Meaning, also meaning a ministry of excellence. What is excellence? It's being of great value or use. See, if we're going up in excellence, then we're also going up in great value and use. Another definition is remarkably remarkable for good. If we go up in excellence, then we're remarkable for something good. Another definition is distinguished for superior attainments. Distinguished for superior attainments. If we're going up in excellence, then we're distinguished. You could say set apart to obtain, attain greater things. Life of excellence Ministry of excellence absolutely will not tolerate unbelief in itself. A life of excellence, if we're going to excel, I'm going to say it again, we can't tolerate a life of unbelief. We can't tolerate a life of unbelief. If you're going to grow, I mean, I'm telling you, that, that, that's, that's it's kind of just like the starting point. I'm just laying just a little bit of an iceberg of where we're going this year. Is, is, is we cannot tolerate unbelief in ourself. You have to put aside how you feel about yourself, what you think about yourself. If, if, if it's constantly going by how you think of yourself, then that lets me know you don't have enough word in you. If you're constantly challenged on how you see yourself, insecurities and fear, it lets me know that you don't know the love of God. Those are strong words. It can be, yeah. Sure. Well, because it's not about it's not about it's not about it's not it's not it's it's about you fulfilling His will for your life. Right. Now, now it will it will it will it will take you to higher places. It will take you to places, and so so the thing is, it's is going higher in Him, going higher in Him. It's a life of excellence. So stop focusing on what you can't or can never be. Realize that God's word, His grace. 
and the Holy Spirit He has given us is to cause us to excel. The Word, grace, the Holy Spirit, those are very to cause you to excel. So we're going to, through those things, we're going to get go, go higher into a life of excellence. Ministry of excellence. Let me close with this. Colossians 1. Okay. I wanted to finish by 8, so I'm a couple minutes off. So. Colossians 1. And this was actually the <laughs> kind of where this all started today. Um, actually, Timothy. Actually, this this scripture here is just this one part here. So that's as far as we got in the book so far. <laughs> actually, a lot of this isn't in the book, but it's just kind of what the Lord's going to continue to speak to me as your pastor and what how we're going to bring this about. But in Colossians 1.10, it says, That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing, increasing in the knowledge of God. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. That means if I'm walking worthy unto all, all pleasing, that means, there's, that means some areas in my life. You know, I would like to say that, that I'm pleasing God in every area of my life. I, I mean... I would. I, I mean, I'm not going to tell you my faults, and I'm not talking about you know. But I'm, you know, what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, there, there's areas. My there's attitudes I might have, responses that I have. Maybe, maybe um, dealing with things and being quick to obey, or certain things that I, I'm not. You know, here it says, "Walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing." I, I haven't arrived on that yet. If you have, then you can you can have this seat. You can take over. <laughs> but. But 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 here but this but this is so so as we're as we're excelling, mm-hmm. we're worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, right. and that's something that that we constantly grow in. That's something we're constantly growing in, right? Yeah. And you know you know you know yeah I can go on, but we'll, and we'll get into some of these things in later later weeks. The next is being fruitful in every good work. If I'm becoming fruitful, that means the work I'm doing is seeing greater results. That sounds like excelling to me, walking in all pleasing. That's that to me. That's like my character is is excelling to another level. When I when I when I look at uh, uh, being fruitful in every good work, I'm, I'm seeing I'm seeing my work going to another level. And then it says increasing in the knowledge of God. Now I'm growing, I'm growing in my relationship. I'm growing in my relationship. So, so in this one scripture, we can see three areas that of, of, of a life of excellence. A life of excellence is a life that's excelling. So in this, I can see, I can see three. I'm, I'm excelling in my character. I'm excelling in, uh, I'm excelling in my, my work. And I'm excelling in my relationship. All right, you see that? Hallelujah. So... As we go throughout this year, a life of ministry, a life of excellence, a minister of excellence, and this beginning part where you've been saying, I'm not ready or I'm not worthy, I'm not prepared. I believe we're going to step into another level where we say, I am ready. I am prepared. I am worthy. 
and my life is not going to stay in the same place. Amen. I want us to I want us to break up into into small groups, and um, I don't have necess- don't need necessarily any particular leaders for leaders of of groups. But I just want you to break up in groups. And in your paper here, uh, there's a couple questions I, I just want you to discuss as a group. So. So I mean, if, even if you want, if, if if some of you want to go in into the auditorium, try not to move the chairs in there, but you can kind of sit around, or or maybe break them here. You can move the chairs in circles here. But I'd like you to break up in groups of about uh, five or six. If we can do that, and um, and go. So let's go ahead and do that now, and then I'll give some more um, uh, direction in just a moment. Make sure we're staying about five or six. So, so Jim, if you turn your chair that way a little bit, so I just, just so I want to, just so we don't have the groups too big. Thank you, Father. We got six there. What's that? You just, uh, just, um, we'll get bring it, bring a chair over here for you, just so it's kind of closing the circle a little bit. Yeah. Brad, if you want to take another chair and then and then get and get with those 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 four there. Yeah, go for it. If you want to just slide your You know, um so the questions that we have here that I want you to unpack in your groups is if God were to visit you right now and ask you what he asked Paul or Moses, what will be some of the I am not rebuttals you might give? Now, as we say that, you know, we are, we are a men's ministry, and there's no, we're not a room full of perfect people. And, and so, don't, so we're here to lift people up, okay? So, so the thing is, 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 is honesty sometimes is the biggest way to get to freedom in some areas, right? You know, and so and so we're here to support one another because we we all we all face things, deal with things. Okay, so there's not any right or wrong answers or concerning that. The second question is: as a group, um, read Colossians one ten and talk about what it might mean to walk worthy of Lord and all pleasing, or being fruitful in every good work, or increasing in the knowledge of God. Okay, so go ahead. Give about uh, 15 or 15, 20 minutes or so. Thank you, Father. Now, before we dismiss, uh, just a couple things. Um, one, uh, Tom, Tom over here, uh, just raise your hand, Tom. Um, he's uh, having surgery, uh, um, an operation next on, uh, on Valentine's Day. And so, so, uh, so Philip, will you uh, lay your hands on, on Thomas and let's, let's, uh, let's agree in prayer over him. Father, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
stands for as far as you are concerned. You have made preparation that concerns him in this natural life as well as in the spiritual life. Lord, we thank you that that you will guide the surgeon's hands. Lord, and help them to accomplish what needs to be accomplished. Lord, we also look to you. You are the great physician. His knowledge comes from you. You've given that knowledge to the doctors to be able to do the things they do, but you'll also be a very present help during the time of the need there, and we just give you praise. We thank you, Lord, that everything will go smoothly. Lord, that he'll have a supernatural recovery time. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, and we give you all of the praise. Thank you, Father. all the honor and all the glory. And that you'll come out with a good Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And Father, we thank you for Adrian and Martin Salazar. We lift them up to you, and we just thank you. And we declare continued wholeness over them. Thank you, Father, that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is quickening their mortal bodies. We speak forth life over Martin uh, as he's going to process with, process with his appendix. Lord, we speak over Adrian. We speak strength into his immune system. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father, that his, his body is functioning the way that you designed his body to function. Yes, we speak for life over him, victory over him. Yes. We declare the enemy is under their feet. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Father, for manifested healing in their lives. Yes. Wholeness. Bang, every bit whole. And Father, as Mr. Simmons lifted up Mars Rillo's meeting, we thank you, Father, for miracles that take place in L.A. as he has a meeting tonight. And, and we stand in agreement, Lord, that signs and wonders, Father, would, and miracles would manifest over that arena in Los Angeles. And, and that people would come to Christ, that hearts would be open to receive and, 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 and would receive, that faith would, would, would lay hold of the word that's spoken. And I thank you that signs and wonders will follow the word preached. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, real quick announcement-wise, this Sunday will continue on my victory. Um, also, um, I, I don't know, in a couple weeks, um, I don't know, it was a couple months back, or I can't remember, actually, it might have been last spring. <laughs> but I don't know, time goes by. But Eric Deaton, I don't know if uh, you were here when he ministered on a Wednesday night. Eric and Dickie, Dickie. Eric and Nikki are good friends of ours, sorry. And, and they're, they're in Michigan and ministers in Michigan and they're actually, the Lord's called them to, to come to this area. And so they're going to, they're going to be here. They're actually leaving Michigan in, on, um, Sunday and they'll be here on Monday and they have a house over in, uh, their house is going to be in Burleson. So if you're available on Monday evening at all, uh, to help them move, this is not a helping hands thing because helping hands is mainly for widows and, um, and, uh, and, and single moms and stuff. So this is not a helping hands assignment, but if you are available in any way to, to help them move, uh, at all, the plan is on, um, uh, Monday. If that's in, if you're interested in that, uh, just let Joseph, uh, LeMay know on, on Sunday at church, or you can message the church, send us an email if you're, if you're available or, or let, um, let, uh, someone know tonight before you leave, if you're available, that's Monday evening. Thank you to get the keys around four o'clock or so. So anyway, other than that, love you all. Have a great week. And we're going to the next level. Amen. Amen. Later.